Welcome to Cloud and Clear, the podcast by SADA for innovative business leaders and technology enthusiasts, where we explore how Google Cloud is transforming the industry and what that means to you. Now, here's your host, Tony Safoyan. On today's episode of Cloud and Clear, finally in the hot seat, my chief legal officer, Patrick Monahan. Welcome. Thank you, Tony. It's a great pleasure to be here. Um, this is exciting because I don't, I don't even think this perspective is often shared to customers in the market. Like this is a net new role for SADA. Um, you know, it's something we strategically wanted to do a couple of years ago, and uh, you came on board, you know, summertime last year. Right. So it's been, you know, over a year, and I think we've accomplished a lot in a very short amount of time. But I think one of the things that uh, attracted us to you to begin with in our search was your background because your background is so interesting. So can we talk about Patrick Monahan, the man? Thank you, Tony, that's very kind, because it's not often that you hear a lawyer and interesting in the same sentence. I agree with you. <laughs> um, so I'm flattered and honored to hear that. Um, yeah, just real quick, so my background is a little different than most uh, conventional lawyers. So after graduating college, I was in the Navy for four years as an intelligence officer, I worked at uh, one of the SEAL teams, Naval Special Warfare, for a bit, um, and then I spent two years at the Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, and then I did my last tour in South Korea, at the up in the demilitarized zone between North and South Korea, um, covering the joint security area. There. I think this is the most detail you've ever shared with me about what, what precisely you did yeah. before. Because now I feel like we're in, we're in the circle of trust, so <laughs> I don't mention these things in an interview, I don't want to scare anybody, but now we can talk about them freely. Okay, so it's, um, not, it's not top secret classified. No, not so far. Per not se. So, not so far. Not so far. Um, yeah, so, so I did that for four years, and I always had an intention of, of going on to graduate school, but I didn't know whether I wanted to study law, my dad's an attorney as well, or go a business route. So. Um, and I'll get into why this is the natural progression of learning yeah. at SADA and working with you and the team. But I did a JD MBA, which is a at the time a four-year program. You get a, a law degree and, and you get your MBA at, at the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia. Graduated, took the bar exam, did not practice law right away. I went into investment banking and I was mm -hmm. a TMT, which is tech media telecom. And it's funny how in that area, era 15 years ago, yeah. tech was like a standalone discipline, whereas <laughs> now it permeates everything right. in every industry, which is where you know SADA fits in nicely. Right. But, um, but I was a TMT banker for about two years, and um, but I was dating my my wife to be long distance. She she's Korean. She lives in uh, well, was based in South Korea at the time. Um, so I decided to make the boldest move I ever made, which yeah. was to move out there to, to be with her, and, and I certainly haven't regretted that, but uh, I went back to practicing law. I had a good relationship with a firm there, actually. In Korea? In, Korea. in Seoul? Uh, practice wow. at a big, um, it's a Korean firm, but they service uh, a lot of Fortune 500 like inbound investment companies mm -hmm. doing business in East Asia. And so, there's tons of those. Tons now. of those, yeah. tons of those. So maybe you're a a supplier mm -hmm. or a venture partner with Samsung Electronics, so a lot of semiconductor work, yep. uh, consumer electronics, working with like an LG or someone like that. Um, Hyundai obviously has tons of suppliers and investment partners, and obviously it's a huge diversified economy. And by the way, what's happened in South Korea in the last 15 years is remarkable. It really is. Isn't it? Um, they are the, they're very proud of the fact that it's the only country that went from being a aid recipient from the OECD to becoming a donor country. So it's an incredible... Wow. 
uh, rags to riches, like 40-year development story. Amazing, yeah. A lot of countries are, are trying to emulate. But um, So yeah, so I, I was in Korea for about 10 years and was a partner at a firm called Kim and Chang uh, doing corporate transactional work, um, a lot of inbound investment, a bit of M&A, a bit of antitrust. And then around 2016, so this is three and a half, almost four years ago, I was approached by one of my clients, um, and he is a private equity investor. Mm -hmm. And he had been sitting on the board of a public company called Anoto. And mm -hmm. Anoto is a listed company on the Stockholm NASDAQ in Sweden. Uh, it, wasn't, it, is, it was and is a multinational company. Mm -hmm. They have operations in the UK, Sweden, Korea, Japan, and the US. Um, and their main product is they make these digital smart pens. It's actually mm -hmm. very, at the time was state of the art, but yeah. it's rather dated now. Yeah. Um, but basically they convert uh, written text into digital content. Um, and they also design software, enterprise software mm -hmm. for enterprise customers. Mm -hmm. So for example, in Europe, we worked with um, like the National Health Service in the UK. Right. Because um, you know you have doctors, ambulance corps yeah, taking notes, taking yeah, notes. Absolutely. Um, and we also had a consumer business called Livescribe. They acquired a company yeah. up in uh, Northern California Livescribe, called Livescribe, yeah. um, and you can buy their pens for a lot of artists, graphic designers, mm -hmm. etc. So um, my client was taking over at Anoto because the previous uh, CEO was being sacked. It was kind of a crisis. Mm -hmm. The company was in a in a capital crunch. And he said, I'm trying to build a management team. Would you come on board as, as our CLO? And I was looking to do something different. Mm -hmm. um, I was also expecting to be based here in the US. I've mm -hmm. been overseas a long time. Yeah. I wanted to raise my kids uh, in the US again. Wanted to settle on the West Coast if I could. So I said, yeah, I look forward to it. Sounds like a great challenge. Um, and it definitely was a great challenge. Yeah. It was definitely a challenge, not always great, but it was definitely interesting. So as soon as I came, we had a number of existential crises. Um, one was we have a key supplier, which is, I don't know if you know the toy company Leapfrog. Probably yeah, of course. Seen, yeah, they, yeah, they're still kicking around. Yeah. Um, they were acquired by a Chinese company. Mm -hmm. And they were in financial distress. Mm -hmm. And years ago, Anoto and... and um, Leapfrog had a, a joint development partnership where Leapfrog developed this uh, optical sensor mm -hmm. that Anoto put into all their pens. Oh, interesting. So they had a line of children's books mm -hmm. um, when you're teaching children to read. It was yeah. almost like a speak and spell. Yeah, yeah. I remember, remember 80s, yeah, of 80s speak and spell? Of course. So you would, you would read over the text and you could hear the words read back to you. Like, yeah. you know. um, and so that was a big product that they had invested heavily in. Mm -hmm. And so they paid Anoto something like $10 million in non-recurring engineering costs, wow. development, et cetera, for assignment of the intellectual yeah, property, yeah. got some of their background IP. So it's a long story short, but the product didn't sell anywhere near what they wanted it to. Mm -hmm. And I think when the new management came in at, at LeapFrog, it stuck in their craw that they paid all this money with no return. Yeah. Yeah. And so in 2016, they were sued on an unrelated matter by a patent troll. Mm. And I don't know, Tony, if you've seen patent trolls, but they're they're not to be trifled with. Yes. Um, it's basically like, like the ransomware equivalent in the IP world. Yes. Um, and so uh, Leapfrog tried to draw Anoto into the, into the suit as an indemnity. They basically oh, said, it. this is your wow. IP that we're being sued for. Yeah. Um, you, need to, you need to take over this suit. Um, 
And they then decided when we didn't respond favorably to that for uh -huh. reasons that we thought were substantive, they basically stopped supplying the sensor wow. that they had paid us the development cost. So basically God, they messy. held us hostage. Jeez. And this is, we're talking Q3, Q4, and Anoda's business is very seasonal, yeah, right? Yeah. So we have to get our product out to consumers for That's the Christmas right. holidays. Yeah. And basically, if we can't meet production, we're we're completely, yeah. you know, yeah. up the creek without a paddle. Yeah. And this was the sole source. There's nobody else that can burn. Right. Right. Um, so that was kind of the crisis that 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 greeted me when I came in. Anyway, long story short, we wound up reaching a settlement with Leapfrog. They they did supply the the product. Um, we did a wholesale global global restructuring. We mm -hmm. closed three or four offices, including the office in the Bay Area that mm -hmm. I was supposed to be based at. <laughs> right. um, and I spent... So you never got to move to Never LA got to move to, to, to California. Yeah. It, was, it was an elusive dream. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I logged a lot of frequent flyer miles yeah. all over the world, and I did that for almost two years. Yeah. Um, learned with, a lot. With two young kids. With two young kids at home and, yeah. and a wife who you know, wasn't very happy with, yeah. with any part of it. But yeah. um, you know, learned a lot about you know, software licensing, uh, learned a lot about intellectual property. We had a huge, at Anoda, they have a huge IP portfolio. They have like over 350 patents. Mm -hmm. um, and I learned a lot about, you know, everybody's like, oh, IP, 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 right? You're mm -hmm. a young entrepreneur, mm -hmm. you're development. You're like, oh, I've got to develop my own IP. Yeah. But really, IP is like a garden. Like there are things that you totally. want to grow and water, and there are things that have to be pruned or pulled out like yeah. weeds from a garden. Yeah. And that really helped me understand the strategic priorities among that portfolio. Right. It's not always like the conventional wisdom that people think, and especially in tech. I think IP enforcement and then patent trolls and that whole complexity. Right. I mean, like Apple and Samsung at the highest level. Like this happens at the highest levels, yep. but it's just very, very complex. Correct. It's interesting that you have to study that. Correct. And, I'm also, and I'm also a big <laughs> proponent, as I think Google is, mm -hmm. of open source development, yeah, of sharing, of, of learning, standing on the shoulders of other people in development. So I have a lot of sort of complex views on IP, but it was a great uh, learning and development experience. But as you alluded to, it was really hard on my family personally. Um, so basically, I came to sort of a crossroads, and and I told the CEO, um, you know, I'll help you for another six months, mm -hmm. but I'm going to look to do something else. Um, and by the grace of God, you know, I got uh, in touch with uh, somebody on the West Coast who introduced me to Sada Systems. Yeah. Um, and started talking with your folks. And what I can say about SADA from the very beginning, and this I think segues nicely to what we'll talk about later, but it was just um, a best in class journey from start to finish. Mm. Um, everyone that I interacted with at SADA, and you know, I've been around and, and interacted with a lot of clients, yeah. a lot of companies, was just immensely professional and thoughtful and kind and ambitious. That's and super flattering, by the way, because we, um, I really relish the concept of being best in class in the people experience from like first interview to whenever you leave SADA, if you leave SADA, like that whole life cycle. So sure. thank you for saying that. And I think we're probably even better now than we were, you know, a year and a half ago at that. But going back to your, through your experiences real quick, first of all, thank you for your service. Oh, I always like to say that. My pleasure. I love hiring, you know, people who've served this country and have, like made the transition to private sector. Um, just a lot of, so much goodness comes from that, I think, in terms of discipline and especially in the types of roles you were playing. I think that there's some very highly intellectual roles and functions that you, ha you did for our country that probably prepared you really well for, for everything else. But um, so thank you for that. 
And then um, the, the, uh, all the types of experiences you've had, I think firm life is very, very, um, it's like boot camp in, in like the legal world, right? Because the types of things you see and the working cadence and intensity, right. and I don't know if it's the same there as it is here, but like big firm life it is, yeah. is grueling, mm -hmm. but it's also like the best training anybody can get. For sure, yeah. Um, and then going in-house and dealing with a lot of complex tech things was um, what we saw that whole that whole chain of experiences. Obviously, we were attracted and just that was just on paper. And you don't always uh, what you get in real life isn't always what you expect when you read the paper. But that was that was really um, that was really great. Uh, and then, of course, meeting you was was, was interesting because we didn't expect anybody to move. <laughs> across the world to take this role right. and we had interviewed a lot of people here yeah, right sure. yeah Tons of <laughs> it was just so like we we thought it was i mean we thought it was like a long shot frankly mm -hmm. right and right. we're like is this is this it feels like unnatural that we're pulling this whole family over mm -hmm. but um but of course it wasn't it felt like the most natural thing yeah. like from day one when you flew in and did your interview and 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 uh it was like love at first sight, mm -hmm. which is rare for us. But um, we're like, this this guy is this guy for real? Because because we're we ourselves are are sure enterprise and, and professional whatever. But we have our quirks and people mm -hmm. who get that. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, and you're also remarkably funny, by the way. Most people, lawyers are not funny. Your 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 dry <laughs> sense of humor cracks me up all the time. That's kind uh, of but again, so you had options. You're probably in some sort of a recruitment pool, maybe because you told your boss you're going to do that. Mm -hmm. You probably had other options. Yeah. Again, super honored at the time. I still am that you chose to chose to come at, to to work at Sada. Can you take us through the, the thought process around that? Yeah. So, I mean, in some ways, you look at it in contrast to where you've been or where you are sure. when, whenever you're evaluating opportunity, right? But um, why Sada? A couple of different things. Um, it, it was a combination of the alpha and the beta, right? Mm. Like an investment. I mm. love this metaphor, but like. Mm. You know, the alpha is the, the, the unique part that leads to outperformance yeah. and the beta is just is the market and all mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So I was I like super that. excited. I like that, by the way. Yeah, Thank please you. feel free to use that I'm freely. I'm totally going to take credit for it Royalty-free license to use that. <laughs> um, so the, the beta, super excited about uh, Google, about cloud. Um, at the time, as, as you've told your listeners many times, we were a platform neutral partner yes. um, between Google and Microsoft. But um, super excited about the cloud opportunity. I had read and and worked with a lot of companies that had made that journey. Mm -hmm. Some of my clients had, and it's just it's a through the cycle, um, almost recession proof business opportunity, business case yeah. for transforming productivity mm -hmm. in your organization. Um, Once and, every fifty years and, and or bring, forty years, and bringing about change. Yeah, something like this happens. Um, You're right, and I think that when you're accompanying someone through a change and a change that they've never done before, mm -hmm. that is an incredibly um, honored position, privileged mm -hmm. position, mm -hmm. and, a, and a rewarding position. Yep. So the kind of work that I've always liked to do and that I certainly like to do in Korea was, you know, we're a, we're a company, you know, I had some sometimes really small companies from 
you know, the Midwest. And like, mm -hmm. they didn't know Korea from Japan, China, or <laughs> right. um, And they're like, I don't, I don't even know how to dial overseas. <laughs> right. Like, what, what what's do a I do? What's a country, what's country code? Country? <laughs> exactly. So like, to help those companies achieve business success yeah. is really gratifying. Super and be well. like, and to hear them say at the closing, like, thank you, we couldn't have gotten here without you. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. And you guys, you know, at SADA, we're, we're, you hear that every day, yeah, right? Yeah. Because without your support, without your pathfinding, nobody goes from being an on-premises provider to, to, a, cloud, to a cloud business. So that, that was huge. Yeah. Um, I thought the, you know, the, the growth opportunity was great. Um, and as a lawyer, a lot of people don't think of this intuitively, but working for a high growth company mm -hmm. is enormously different than the experience you get in, for example, my prior company, mm. which was fighting for survival. Yes. Um, we went through some, I mean, it was, it was intellectually challenging and stimulating, but it was just, it's, it's difficult to know that a lot of people aren't going to continue on the journey sometimes. Yeah, can I tell you that that experience, and my father always says this, mm -hmm. like one lifetime is not long enough for you yourself to live through all the possible infinite experiences yep but if i can surround myself with people who've gone through these things right that's how we avoid them to begin with right right yeah that's when you learn the best how to not get into that next time when when you're when you're forced into it even just once mm -hmm. makes you almost an expert at i think risk mitigation from that so i think that i think that's true and i i think it teaches you compassion and empathy which are mm -hmm. critical in a leader or a leadership mm -hmm. team um and it also teaches you just a sense of fiduciary responsibility to the organization. Yes. And, and sometimes you have to make hard choices um, to help that organization survive. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was excited because there was so much growth here. Um, and also, I mean, not to sort of flatter you, Tony, but, and I know I'm here at your invitation, but I was impressed by, first of all, I think it's a great American success story that you, you and your family have yeah. built here. For sure. Um, for those of you who don't know, Tony's parents co-founded the company and are still very active in the business. And you know, to to come back here and see that that dream, uh, you know, when there's so much cynicism now for many reasons, yeah. like it's really cool. The American go. dream is just, not dead. It absolutely is, is what not. I like to say. <laughs> it absolutely is not. It's alive here in North Hollywood. Um, and I think also from interacting with you and the rest of the team and and Hoveg and Annie, like. I thought there was a great mix, and I see it every day, mm -hmm. of ambition, tremendous ambition and optimism, but also humility of saying, hey, we've done something big, but we know that you know, what got us here isn't going to get us there. Totally. Let's surround ourselves with you know, people who can maybe contribute and complement what we mm -hmm. have and take us to an even different uh, plane. Yes. And not everybody can do that. Some people will say, I know, you know, I know it all myself. I don't need your help. What I know, I know. And that receptivity to continuous learning is a great credit to you and to the organization. And I think third is just the tremendous culture values fit here. Mm -hmm. A lot of companies try to do that, but it's mm -hmm. tremendously hard. Mm -hmm. They wind up just like everybody else. Yeah. But I think in 19 years here, you've really, I know I went and read every uh, you know, glass door review. Mm -hmm. uh, I talked to people because I've been or worked with companies that were somewhat, you know, toxic and, you know, almost, you know, no one has an unkind word, whether it's customer, partner, mm -hmm. employee, contractor, etc. about SADA systems. You did your research. I really did. Mm -hmm. um, so I was super impressed by that. That's I said, awesome. These are good people going to good places who are looking for 
for like-minded teammates and you get to a point in your life or your career where it's all about the people that you're going to be working yeah, with. Yeah, and you know, I think you know, our COO, Dana, came in at the same time and then Miles most recently. I think you can yeah. kind of see the, the caliber and the values fit um, that we're, we're creating, you know, at the highest levels. Now, I want to switch gears a little bit. And, you know, one of the reasons, and look, we had some, we had some pretty good outside help. For sure. And we Fantastic. definitely, we put, we put like your role into categories like we do. You have like three main, you know, things that we need you to do at SADA. Mm -hmm. Really number one, and what we needed you to take over first, and not because we didn't have good outside help. We no. have probably the best outside help anyone can have. Fantastic. But we were getting to a point in size and volume that we looked at having in-house legal as a differentiator and a competitive advantage. Right. Because the theory was it would even more improve the customer experience. Absolutely. So let's talk about what you have done to help make Sada be the easiest company to work with and buy from. Right. And why what we're doing to make it actually better and easier to contract with Sada than buy anything direct from Google. Right. Um, no, I think that that's huge. And I see I see myself as one of the the first points of contact with the customer. Yep. Right. When you're getting into besides our sales team, which are tremendous, you want that customer to enjoy every aspect of their experience with SADA from start to finish of an execution. And that includes legal contracting, et cetera. Um, so, I mean, some of the things we've done here is we've tried to automate, simplify, expedite the review, redline, discussion process as much as we can. We try to get back to the customer in 24 to 48 hours, which mm -hmm. you won't hear from any other legal departments. Um, when there's when there is an issue, and sometimes that you know certainly there are, um, my instinct is always to get on get on the phone as quickly mm -hmm. as I can. Um, I had a call actually. A, a, we had a customer whose license was 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 expiring recently, and they were in a in a fix where they needed a renewal fast. And we were going through a redlining exercise, and and I think I sent them some stuff around data privacy. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they said, "Well, we'll have to we'll have to run this through. Um, it might take a while." And I said, "Absolutely, take whatever time you need." Mm -hmm. um, but at the time, I didn't know that they had just a few days left. <laughs> so he thought I was being flippant, basically, by uh, saying that. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things with, and I think we all see this, like when you're exchanging, you know, an email or a message with something, context gets totally lost. lost in translation. So immediately, I got on the phone with him and I said, "Look, I didn't mean any disrespect whatsoever." Mm. I didn't know you were in this situation. Mm -hmm. Let's just see if we can talk through. Basically, they were asking us, long story short, to sort of deviate from what our standing position yeah. is on a certain issue. But I said, you know, you've been an honest broker with us. I know we have an agreement in place already. You know, we can make an exception and get this done quickly. Uh, and he was and very saved the day for them. It saved the day, and uh, you know, the sellers appreciative. So obviously, I you know, I I, I have a multi-sided business model like like we do. I mean, we have partners, we have mm -hmm. we have Google, we have customers. Um, I have the sales team that I support. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I have you and the management team to, to to help and support. I have the customer, and then I have the fiduciary responsibility to this organization as a whole. That's right. Right. And you talk a lot, uh, quite eloquently, about building a forever company. Mm -hmm. And so it's not about this salesman's needs or this mm -hmm. customer's needs, but 
how do we make sure this organization can survive and prosper yes. through the cycle, through the years, through the history? And we so want to be very easy to work with, but not irresponsible. Right. And <laughs> that's, that's the balance. Exactly. And that sometimes that's a hard balance to strike, yeah. but it's a, it's a critical balance. So we try to do that as much as we can. Just yesterday, I was working with a with a, a salesman who's relatively new. I think it's his first really good deal opportunity, mm -hmm. which we're super excited to support. Um, and he sent me a note and he said, it's, it's really nice to work with a lawyer who gets it. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I was very flattered by that. It's a great that. compliment. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't want to be a, you know, a, a weather vane that blows with the wind, but you, yeah. you definitely want to be clear and consistent. And I think if you do that, um, people will respect you when you have yeah. to take Look, I think what customers sometimes have in-house or what they're, or even if not, what they're used to seeing on the other side is, and this is the bad reputation that I think the wrong type of attorneys have created, mm -hmm. just a broad-based assumption that your, your job is to get in the way. Right. You start with no. Yeah, Dr. No. Dr. No, right? Um, and I think that's precisely the opposite of what we want to build. It's, it's like, how? How do we get there? And I think you do a really good job of uh, striking a balance between what the sellers want to do, because obviously they just want to close deals, but and then what customers need and what you know, Google terms of service and protecting the company. And again, building this competency in-house, I've always said, look, if you want to be the best in class at something, you can't outsource it. No. And so um, I think we're making great strides. We're going to make even further workflow improvements with our ERP system going in yep. and, and other things. But, um, but, but I, I hear all the time that the sales team loves working with you. That's cool. Because they can just pull you in on the phone, in a room, look at the contract. And, and that speed and that velocity is just so important because... Time kills deals. Definitely. It creates uncertainty, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, we never want to be the reason that a deal is, is stalled or, or gets delayed. And I know for a fact you're easier to get on the phone than any Google attorney. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> so, Not a high bar to clear, but yes. But no, they're getting better, better. But you'll always, like, we'll always be easier and more flexible right. than, um, than buying direct from Google. Right. And I think as we as we build that rapport, and I try to make it an individual, so every time a new salesperson, because we talk about how do we achieve that, mm -hmm. a lot of it is also getting simpatico with every salesman that comes on board. Mm -hmm. So I've asked people... Salesman ops, or woman. Salesperson. That salesperson. Comes Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, I've asked people ops to make an introduction, and I do like a Google Hangout, right? Because yeah. we are growing yeah. not only in HQ, but with all these regional offices now, right. um, all over the country, now in Toronto as well. Um, so sometimes putting a name to a face, talking to somebody on the phone makes totally. an enormous difference. So, yeah, that's all part of what we're trying to build here. Yeah, I mean, we're going to grow. The Google business will grow like 60% this year. And we haven't yet started to look at next year. But, again, Google's GCP business will double, for Google, will double every year for the next three years. Okay. So we know the, the task at hand. Mm -hmm. And um, we love where we are. And we're appreciative of what we are, where we are. But... It just creates, I think, a, a higher degree of account of, like responsibility and yeah. this feeling of obligation to the market and to our customers. Right. The other, the other pillars um, that are really important is because we're building the forever company, and this is another aspect of your resume, which is interesting, is just this board governance experience. Yeah. After the executive, you know, uh, C-suite was was essentially filled. Uh, the next uh, task at hand for me as a CEO was to to recruit, you know. Uh, and, and create a, a truly uh, a productive board with independent fiduciary 
outside board members, All outside right. of the uh, the family, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and we've we've started that journey. We're taking our time, but I really appreciate that. And and um, but the fact that you know you're our board secretary now and have have that experience is super helpful. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. Um, you know, we've we've spoken to a, a lot of tremendous people. Yeah. Uh, you and I and Hovig. Um, and we're, we're speaking to a few more. Um, Isn't flattering the kind of people that want to be on our really board? really is. It's so exciting um, because I think a lot of people view the opportunity, and it's validating, too, for both totally. of us, right? Because people yeah. see the opportunity the way we do, yeah. and that's, that's nice to hear. Yeah. Um, they see where we are. They see where we're going. Um, a lot of them have been in places where they've seen you know, how the movie script evolves, totally. right? And they can help us navigate those pitfalls. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's super exciting and can just complement what we're already building in the C-suite here. So it's great. So we're, um, we're close to making those types of decisions. And uh, it's, it's exciting because I can only imagine like that level of additional experience and guidance and, and, and um, uh, you know, just experience coming, coming to the forefront to, to, to hold our, all of us accountable. Right, and yeah. I want to be held accountable yeah. not only by you, by by my uh, C-suite, but my executive team, but by the board. And uh, I actually look forward to that degree of challenge. And I think, look, if we continue this um, orientation just around humility, introspection, self-awareness, mm -hmm. if you're tougher on yourself than everybody else, yeah. then you'll seldom disappoint your customers or Google or the market. That's right. That's kind of how I look at it. That's right. And if you're, some, as one of our uh, candidates was saying, like if, if you're doing the right things, if you're best at what you do, mm -hmm. um, you don't have to worry about the competition. You'll, yeah. you'll win that forever game. Yeah. It's great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I learned a lot even, you know, we've known each other for a long time, but that's why I love doing this podcast because I end up learning a lot. And I, I appreciate all the work that you do. And um, we look forward to, having a great end and finish to 2019 yeah. and I feel super bullish about 2020. Me too. I'm so excited to see what the next, cha next chapter is going to be and there's no one I'd, I'd rather ride with than you and the rest of the team here. And we can't do what we're trying to do without you. So Absolutely it's now. perfect. All right. Thank Thanks, you, Patrick. Brother. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Cloud and Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics and don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.